the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today is Monday, May the 31st, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today is Memorial Day. Going to be talking about that today, quoting some people that have said some things that bear repeating. We'll be talking about what it really means. Decoration Day, May the 5th, 1868, was the first of what we know as Memorial Day. General John A. Logan, leader of the Organization for Northern Civil War Veterans, he called for a nationwide day of remembrance. Later that month, the 30th of May, 1868, is designated for the purpose of strewing flowers, I'm quoting him, strewing flowers or otherwise decorating the graves of comrades who died in defense of their country during the late rebellion and whose bodies now lie in almost every city, village, hamlet, churchyard in the land. The date of Decoration Day, as he called it, was chosen because it wasn't the anniversary of any particular um, battle. On the first Decoration Day, General James Garfield, he made a speech at Arlington National Cemetery. About 5,000 participants decorated the graves of the 20,000, approximately, Civil War soldiers that were buried there. Memorial Day, as we know it now, as Decoration Day, gradually came to be known, originally honored, only those those lost while fighting in the Civil War. But during World War One, the United States found itself embroiled in another major conflict, as we know. The holiday evolved to commemorate American military personnel who died in all wars, including World War II, the Vietnam War, the Korean War, the wars in Iraq, Afghanistan, and so on. For decades, Memorial Day continued to be observed on May 30th, the date that General Logan had selected for the first Decoration Day. But in 1968, Congress passed the Uniform Monday Holiday Act, which established Memorial Day on the last Monday in May. That change went into effect in 1971, same law also declared Memorial Day a federal holiday. And so that's where we are today. I'll come back to that in a moment. Today on May 31st, 1921, a race riot erupted in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You'll be hearing a lot about that on the news. In fact, it was on the news yesterday. The media is making much about this, but it was a horrible, horrible event in the history of our country. We have had horrible events. We have not been a perfect country. But may God help us to resist those who try to write us off into the dustbin of history. Not those in foreign lands, but those among us in this country. They try and are trying to cancel America. The media is making as much as they possibly can out of the Tulsa race riot. And it was horrible. And God has forgiven us as a nation. Black District of Greenwood, over 
reports that a black man had assaulted a white woman in an elevator, burst into flames. The whole area was burned. It was awful. It happened today on May 31st, 1921. Today in 1578, the Christian catacombs of ancient Rome were accidentally discovered by workers digging in a vineyard. Marjorie and I, years ago, when we were in Rome, we visited uh, the Christian catacombs. We went down in there. I think one time is enough for me to go in there. I think my wife agrees. Uh, It's weird. I mean, it felt really odd, but I guess if you're fighting and running for your life, uh, it's better than, you know, trying to hide behind a tree somewhere up on top of the ground. But it's a strange feeling, especially knowing the history of it all. There's been a lot of been a lot of difficulty and a lot of challenges placed on Christians simply because of their faith in Jesus Christ throughout history. And perhaps more so now, at least more people being affected now than ever before because of the resistance to the gospel of Jesus Christ. But anyway, the catacombs were discovered, rediscovered, Today in 1578, today in 1790, President George Washington signed into law the first U.S. Copyright Act. Not the first copyright, but the first Copyright Act. Today in 1859, the Big Ben Clock Tower in London went into operation. It chimed for the very first time. Today in 1962, former Nazi official Adolf Eichmann, he was hanged in Israel a few minutes before midnight. He was hanged for his role in the Holocaust. Today, in 1977, the Trans-Alaska uh, Trans- oil pipeline, three years in the making, despite objections from environmentalists and Alaska natives, it was completed. First oil began to flow through the pipeline 20 days later. Today, in 2009, Melvina Dean, the last survivor of the 1912 sinking of the Titanic, She died in Southampton, England. She was 97 years old. It was George S. Patton, the mighty fighter, George S. Patton, who said it's foolish and wrong to mourn the men and women that died, speaking of Memorial Day. Rather, we should thank God such men lived. Interesting take on that. Today is a time to remember. Some will merely remember that today is the unofficial start of summer. Time for barbecue, small town parades, family gatherings, remembering loved ones. And it is and can be all of that. Franklin Graham is remembering. He and the Graham family, they're remembering. And they're reminding us also to remember something that Franklin feels is very important. I completely agree with him. So is President Joe Biden. He's remembering a bit today and yesterday. Vice President Kamala Harris, however, apparently she's forgetting. She's not remembering. Maybe she never knew. Or maybe she just never had a history history lesson that wasn't, wasn't revised. I'll come back to that, too. Yesterday, about 100,000 bikers held their annual Rolling to Remember event despite being denied a permit for a staging area from the Pentagon. That's where they've been staging this thing, this event, for a number of years. On the Pentagon, I guess it's their parking lot or something. I don't know. But anyway, they would stage 
near the Pentagon. They would, they're, they're not violent at all. These people are simply remembering those who gave their lives for America. So they would stage all these tens of thousands of motorcyclists who would come into the city every year, and they would do their ride through Washington, D.C. Well, under President Biden's leadership, I don't know who said what, but apparently they got an order or a suggestion from somewhere. The Pentagon said, nope, you can't do it this year. I suppose they were afraid Donald Trump would appear and suddenly say something. Many years ago, my grandmother wrote a poem and sent it to her oldest son, my uncle. He was serving our country on the other other side of the world a long time ago. It was her expression to a son that she loved, but it's also kind of a collective expression to all sons and daughters for whom all mothers who love their God and their children and their country could identify with. So I'm going to share that with you today as well. I think the most important sacrifice that we need to remember today was brought to us by way of remembrance by Franklin Graham and the Billy Graham ministry. They have a long history. He reminded us in a tweet yesterday. They have a long history of ministering to American troops, their spouses, their families, remembering that his own father visited as a minister, visited Korea and Vietnam. Franklin Graham's son, Edward, is a retired army ranger. Franklin said, it's extremely important that we remember the price that was paid for our freedom and the lives that were lost fighting the wars of this country. And he called us to remember what Christ did to provide us with spiritual freedom. Franklin said Christ laid down his life so that we could have eternal life. He gave his life and shed his blood for our sins. We deserve the cross. We deserve to die. We're the ones who are guilty. He's not guilty. But we, but he loved us so much that he took our shame. He took our sins. He died in our place and shed his blood on the cross, was buried. But God raised him to life. And that's our hope, that we put our faith and trust in Christ, that we'll have eternal life. That's how the Graham family is celebrating Memorial Day, among other things, I'm sure. The annual Rolling to Remember, they found another place to stage. It was at RFK Stadium, the football stadium. They staged and they went through the city peacefully with their motorcycles. It is estimated there were about 100,000 bikes, more than ever before, participating in this. Even though Biden, President Biden's leadership somehow had put out the word that they shouldn't be given, be given a permit to help them organize near the Pentagon, so they organized in a football stadium. But they did it. President Joe Biden made some Memorial Day comments yesterday. I'm live this morning, as we normally are, except when we take a day off sometimes. But... Um, he is giving a speech today, so I don't know what he's saying, to be honest with you, because I'm on the air right now at 9 o'clock this morning, live on uh, this Memorial Day. But he's giving a speech, and I'm sure it will be pro-military. I, I couldn't imagine that it wouldn't be. Um, but he gave a speech yesterday, or a little, some comments yesterday. He thanked all who served. He pushed to make Memorial Day a day, I'm quoting the president, to unite as Americans for Monday's Day of Remembrance. 
He noted that his son had died of a brain tumor after serving in the military. Otherwise, he said his son would be standing with him at this time of remembering. And I, as I said, I don't know what he's saying today, but I'm, I'm sure it'll be positive toward the, toward the military. Vice President Kamala Harris apparently never bothered to take a history course, though, that at least one that wasn't revised. She simply tweeted a picture of herself, a selfie, yesterday. How is she celebrating and how does she want America to celebrate as the Vice President of the United States? <laughs> I guess she wants us to celebrate her because she, she put out a selfie on social media of herself and she said her message for Memorial Day was, quote, enjoy a long weekend. I'm not kidding you. That's what she said. The vice president of the United States put a picture of herself on social media and told everyone else to enjoy a long weekend. I can't tell you how strong, almost violent, the reaction was to that overnight on social media. I'm not going to quote any of what was said. Most of it I wouldn't quote, wouldn't publish in the article that I write every day, I mentioned this, however, but I didn't publish their words, but I kind of agree with them. I mean, it's unbelievable. Does she not know what this is about? I suspect she does. Or does she not care? I wonder if she does. My grandmother was a patriot. She loved the Lord. She loved Chuck Swindoll. She listened to him every day on the radio, and some others as well. She loved her country. She loved God. And um, she loved poems. My grandmother didn't graduate from Harvard or any of the other Ivy League schools. In fact, she had a fourth grade education, but she self-educated over her lifetime. Taught a Bible class, big Bible class. I had a, I don't know, hundred people or more in her Bible class all the time at church and so on. She really loved the Lord and she'd really studied. I mean, she'd studied all the concordance and all of those things that were available before the, of course, before the internet. But she wrote a lot of poems. In fact, my wife and my daughter put together a bunch of her, uh, our oldest daughter put together a bunch of her poems some years ago and we had them like published in a book. I mean, it wasn't published publicly, but it was for the family. But it was a hardback, and it's got all of her poems in it. <clears throat> well, one of them, <clears throat> excuse me, one of them I've read before on this program. I think it's been two or three years ago. But I want to read it again. Some of you have been listening, have only begun listening more recently. I'd like to share this with you. Yes, it is my grandmother, but I think it speaks to a broader audience. As I often say, this program isn't about me. It's not about my family. It's about God and country, but um, let me share this with you, and I, I think you'll I think you'll see the value of it. It says she she titled it "A Mother's Vision," dedicated to my son and our boys across the sea. Dear son, with pride your poem I read, and I sense plain truth in the words that you said. Though the bullets that are flying are far away, some mother's boy will have to pay with his lifeblood for freedom that we might live, the supreme sacrifice he will give. And somehow I, as I read those lines so true, I'm wondering if we're doing all we can do. For these dear boys who face the call, leaving families and sweethearts, giving their all, as I pondered the question within my heart, and I said, Dear God, help me do my part. 
on the battlefield so far away. Help me, O God, to always pray for the laddies, yeah, the laddies, out there who mean to stand till freedom reigns on sea and land. Then I heard a voice so soft and low, Mothers, it said, you too can go to the battlefield beyond the seas. But remember your place will be on your knees. It's not by power, it's not by might. It's the spirit of prayer that will win this fight. A purple heart you may never wear, but hearts of gold are fighting there, who need your prayer and courage too that you might win and come back with you. I bowed my head, I vowed anew, whatever the cost, I will be true to God the Father, God the Son, and millions of boys as one. I said a prayer as a shaft of light to those boys through the long dark night, and make it so real that everybody can feel. A nail-scarred hand placed in his own, a presence that is leading and guiding them home. Signed, Mother. Interesting take on a mother's part in the prayer. And in those days, women were not fighting in the wars, as you know. They were participating in the military. But when the topic of fighting came up, it was about the boys, because the boys were on the front lines. But that was her perspective in her time on this earth. But that's what she wrote from the heart of a mother. And I would suspect that a lot of mothers would feel that way even now about a son or a daughter who would be in the military fighting. President Donald Trump, former president, 45th president of the United States, put out a message this morning. He said, on this Memorial Day, we remember the fallen heroes who took their last breaths in defense of our nation, our families, our citizens, and our sacred freedoms. The depth of their devotion, the steel of their resolve, and the purity of their patriotism was no equal in human history. On distant battlefields and far-off oceans, high in the skies above, they faced down our enemies and gave their lives so that America would prevail. They made the supreme sacrifice so that our people can live in safety and our nation can thrive in peace. It's because of their gallantry that we can together as one people continue to pursue America's glorious destiny. We owe all that. We owe all that we are and everything that we ever hope to be to these unrivaled heroes. Their memory, their legacy is immortal. Our loyalty to them and to their family is eternal and everlasting. America's warriors are the single greatest force for justice, peace, liberty, and security among all nations ever to exist on the earth. God bless our fallen soldiers, sailors, Coast Guardsmen, Airmen, and Marines. We honor them today, forever, and always. God bless America. Do you miss him yet? Remember Paul Harvey's The Rest of the Story? Yeah, I do. I grew up listening to Paul Harvey. I don't know when he went on the air, but boy, I was fairly young when I started listening to him. And then Marjorie and I, when our early years of marriage, we listened to him. Tried to pick him up every day on the radio, along with millions, tens of millions of people. He was one of the probably one of the most listened to people ever to be on radio. Uh, the his rival, as far as numbers, would be 
Rush Limbaugh, the, ra- the late Rush Limbaugh. But Paul Harvey made a mark on particularly radio, um, on the media, that no one else had ever made. I never aspired to be Paul Harvey because I would have failed miserably. But I always followed him, and he influenced my life. The, th- the things he said, the way he said them. I wanted to share a part of one of his, the rest of the story that he did on a Memorial Day many years ago. But he said this is fit for every Memorial Day. I believe that it is. I want to share it with you. He called it the Old Man and the Gulls Memorial Day. He said it is gratitude that prompted an old man to visit an old broken pier on the eastern seacoast of Florida. Every Friday night until his death in 1973, he would return, walking slowly, slightly stooped, with a large bucket of shrimp. The seagulls would flock to this old man, and he would feed them from his bucket. Many years before, in October of 1942, Captain Eddie Rickenbacker was on a mission in a B-17 to deliver an important message to General Douglas MacArthur in New Guinea. But there was an unexpected detour which would hurl Captain Eddie into the most harrowing adventure of his life. Now, you probably know who Captain Eddie is, Edward Vernon Rickenbacker. I want to just for a moment step aside of Paul Harvey's message here, the rest of the story, and tell you, just so you'll know, Eddie Vernon Rickenbacker was an American fighter ace fighter pilot, uh, such as they were in, in those days with the airplanes we had. But in World War One, he was a Medal of Honor recipient. He had 26 aerial victories. He was the United States' most successful fighter ace in the war and is considered to have received the most awards for valor by any American during World War One. He made quotes often in his life after the military He said, aviation is proof that given the will, we have the capacity to achieve the impossible. He once said in a speech, courage is doing what you're afraid to do. There can be no courage unless you're scared. He also said, I can give you a six-word formula for success. Think things through, then follow through. That's who he was. I think you get the point. So anyway, back to Paul Harvey's The Rest of the Story. Somewhere over the Pacific, the Flying Fortress became lost beyond the reach of radio. Fuel ran dangerously low, so the men ditched their plane in the ocean. For nearly a month, Captain Eddie and his companions would fight the water and the weather and the scorching sun. They spent many, many sleepless nights recoiling as giant sharks rammed their rafts. The largest raft was 9 by 5. The biggest shark was 10 feet long. But of all their enemies at sea, one provided most formidable starvation. Eight days out, their rations were long gone and destroyed by the salt water. It would take a miracle to sustain them. And a miracle occurred. In Captain Eddie's own words, Cherry, that was the B-17 pilot, Captain William Cherry, he said, Cherry read the service that afternoon. We finished with a prayer for deliverance and a hymn of praise. There was some talk, but it tapered off as the oppressive heat set in. With my hat pulled down over my eyes to keep some of the glare off, I dozed off. Now, this is still Captain Rickenbacker talking. 
Something landed on my head. I knew that it was a seagull. I don't know how I knew. I just knew. Everybody else knew, too. No one said a word. But peering out from under the brim of my hat, without moving my head, I could see the expression on their faces. They were staring at that gull. That gull meant food, if I could catch it. And the rest, they say, as they say, is history. Captain Eddie, quoting Paul Harvey, Captain Eddie caught the gull. Its flesh was eaten. Its intestines were used to bait, for bait to catch fish. The survivors were sustained, their hopes renewed, because a lone seagull, uncharacteristically hundreds of miles from land, offered itself as a sacrifice. You know that Captain Eddie made it. And now you also know that he never forgot. Because every Friday evening about sunset on a lonely stretch along the eastern Florida seacoast, you could see an old man walking, white-haired, bushy-eyebrowed, slightly bent, his bucket filled with shrimp to feed the gulls. To remember that one which on a day long past gave itself without a struggle, like manna in the wilderness. And so it is in the world of Paul Harvey. Memorial Day, remembering those who gave their lives for us, those who were willing to face fear and challenge, that those of us who did not serve have not known. I would just remind us today that as we remember those who have given their lives, the ultimate sacrifice, there's a lot of noise in our country, and I talk about it every day on this program from a biblical perspective. There's a lot of noise out there, though, and they're trying. There's people within this country who don't recognize what God has done. They don't recognize that we are blessed above all nations in the history of the world, and that's a statement made for most of us, myself included, in humility, not arrogance. Many of us in America still understand that our blessings, our freedom, the provision for our lives has come not not from man, but from God. And God has seen fit to bless this nation and make it an exceptional nation. And those who have recognized that have served and do serve today. But they have served and they have laid down their lives for the mission of America. That's why I become, I'm a little personally offended sometimes by what people are doing and saying about and to this country. This country is not the kingdom of God. It's not a replacement for that. The kingdom of God will come to this earth. I'm a biblical evangelical. But God has given us a beautiful country, one that we can love and serve and live in, and use as a vehicle for goodness and justice around the world. But there are those among us who have taken this and they have they have thwarted it and twisted it to be something other than what God intended for this country. And I, I would just encourage you to look on the things that are good and on the things that are blessed and holy and righteous and virtuous, because there is still much of that left in our country today. Well, those are some of the things that I wanted to share with you today. Talk a little bit about Memorial Day and talk more so about God's sacrifice for us because we needed 
his sacrifice and his salvation. Thanks for being with me today. It's always a pleasure. We'll be here tomorrow live, God willing. Thank you for your support. We need it. Thanks for tuning in. I'll look forward to seeing you right here tomorrow.